Welcome to the Future of Customer Service Podcast. I'm Andrea Paulton from Inventa, and I will be interviewing customer support and service professionals to see what is currently working well, what issues they're trying to overcome, and the future success of customer service. Hello. Today we have Vanessa Day and David Harrison from Altera Mountain Company. Thank you guys so much for being here. You're my first interview on the Inventa podcast with two people. So this is going to be a little bit of an experiment. So Vanessa and David, please tell us, what do you do for the Altera Mountain Company? Uh, well, as you mentioned, my name is Vanessa Day. I'm our digital content specialist, uh, mostly working with our digital marketing team. So website uh, de- development and content creation. And uh, one of my biggest, um, I guess, jobs with the bot, with the chat bot, is creating the content and optimizing the bot daily based on what we see um, people asking and inquiries, and also based on uh, David's team and their uh, feedback to us on what they're getting a lot of questions about. So that's a lot of my uh, day-to-day job. Nice. So David, what does that mean when she works with your team? What do you do? Right. So I'm for Altera Mountain Company, I'm the um, contact center analyst. So, you know, analyst does everything. (laughs) Or at least your fingers are in pretty much everywhere sometimes. But um, so I'm really there to support the contact center agents. So our customer service reps, um, ensuring that, you know, everything runs smoothly as much as possible, disseminating information when needed. Um, all that good stuff. So, you know, of course, we've now added the chatbot to our online platform, and it's it's been great. <laughs> you know, in the past, we never used that much chat, and now we're using it a lot more, and it's 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 going well. So, yeah. How long have you guys had the chatbot, Vanessa? It's been live on our site since about last December, so almost a full year. Oh, okay. So you have a lot probably of feedback already for it. So that's really good. So let's talk a little bit about how you're using the chat bot and how both of you guys work with um, customer service, because this is mostly for customer service professionals that are listening. And we really want to talk about um, what is working, what's not working, what needs to be improved, and what kind of limitations we have and what is amazing. So let me ask you my first question for you guys today is what have you done to promote customer service in your organization? Uh, do you, David, do you want to take that or me? <laughs> promote customer service. Well, you know, I think actually just by by us introducing this 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 chatbot functionality almost a year ago, that in itself is a huge customer service, right? Um, you know, in the past, people would have to email in or give us a phone call to ask some, you know, sometimes the simple basic questions of, are you open? Um, is it snowing? You know, things like that, um, where, you know, you, you really want to wait online to talk to somebody for five minutes, an hour, two hours if we're super busy, just ask, is it snowing? No. Um, so, you know, I think adding in that Embenta chat has been amazing, right? And then of course the AI aspect to it where it just develops and grows, it's, it's also, it's been a lot 
it's been significantly helpful for us. You know, it frees up our agents now who can then focus on those more complicated questions, those, those, those sale calls, those exchanges, those everything's, you know? Um, yeah. So I think it's definitely, definitely improved our service levels. Awesome. And Vanessa, when, had you worked with a chatbot before? Or is this the very first time you've put a chatbot um, and implemented it? Uh, guilty. I have never worked with a chatbot before. Uh, so this was a new thing for me. I've been working with content, general digital content for years, but never within a chatbot. So this has been a big learning experience, but really helpful because it's also helped me kind of know basically through the chatbot what David's team is dealing with, how we can help them on the digital platform. And then it also helps us with how we can improve our website. Um, because if we can make some things better digitally, that maybe would even avoid someone having to even ask the bot a question. If we can make it clearer on the website, we can do that. So I've actually been bringing some of the things I'm seeing people ask in the bot to my boss and our superiors to say, can we test a few things? Can we change some layouts? Maybe maybe move some things around, word things differently so that it's a little clearer. So it's it's actually helping us really dive into the user mentality so that maybe we can do some better things with the website um, design and content based. So I think overall that's really gonna help our customer service as well because it'll just dive deeper into what people are looking for. Yeah, so who figured out, man, we need a chatbot. Which team was the one that said, I, we need this? Uh, it wasn't know. me. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't me. <laughs> I'm happy for it, but it wasn't me. I'm not going to take credit for that. <laughs> you know, I think kind of a process. We started with our social media manager doing just a bot on our Facebook page. And uh, it was actually um, my director who thought, well, can we do something like this on our main websites, the one where we're getting so much traffic and so many questions? So he really drove uh, that initiative and then had me kind of take the lead on getting all the content together, working with David's team to determine what were the biggest questions we were getting asked and then basically building it out all together. So he kind of had the initial thought, uh, me, David, and a few other people just kind of took it and ran with it, so. Nice, nice. Yeah, a lot of times that's how it happens. It's not really just one specific team. The big company, somebody's in charge for finding these things, but medium-sized and smaller companies, sometimes it's, you know, it's somebody completely that has nothing to do with chatbots, figures it out that we need something like that. So I have another question for you for, um, for this. When you first started talking about it, truth, was the customer service team happy and elated? And were they like, yay, this is going to help us? Or were they scared? Like, oh no, does that mean we're going to lose our jobs? Because that is a fear that we hear sometimes from people. Um, no, no. I don't think there was that fear that they were going to lose their jobs. Um, I think there's a lot of what we do every day in the contact center that it's just, it's pretty unique to the individual person. Um, so there was enough of, I guess, a job security no knowledge there to know that, you know, the chatbot won't be that smart to be able to go in and analyze a transaction and figure out that, oh, this was associated to the daughter and she did this last season who did that, you know, there maybe one day, 
and then I'll be afraid. But at the moment, we're not there yet. So um, no, I don't think the team was was that you know nervous about it. In fact, I think they were very happy to have this inclusion because again, it was able to offload a lot of those those very simple questions. Um, and actually, what's actually I shouldn't use the word simple too much because they're starting to get a lot more complex. Um, and the way that you know like Vanessa has been able to kind of modify those parameters on it. Um, it's, it's growing and it's, it's good. It's good for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let me ask you about your company and resources because almost every company is strapped with resources, either not enough people, not enough budget, not enough bandwidth time. Um, what are you guys doing to figure out, especially right now during COVID, I mean, I don't know if you have more or less resources during COVID because some companies actually have more time now and a lot of them have less time and less staff. Um, how are you guys dealing with any lack of um, time or resources that you may have? Well, I know on digital, I mean, uh, we have a small team as it is, so it's, it's a little tough. So um, I'm pretty much the only one who's doing any kind of bot main maintenance or, or optimization so it, it can there are time there are days where i just i can't i don't even have time to check what's been going on in the bot uh, if i know we've got a big launch that day or a big announcement i make sure i'm on it because i know some things will come up but yeah there are definitely days where just the schedules just don't allow for me to be checking it all the time um luckily there's been some slow time so it's not as big of a deal but um it would be nice to every once in a while have someone else to be able to go in there and check it for me, make sure it's working, giving the answers it's supposed to. Yeah. yeah I, ahead, I think David. we all want, I think we all want that assistant. <laughs> <laughs> me too. But uh, yeah, come on, just anything, right? But um, you know, I think with with the whole COVID world, every company is being that much more fiscally um, responsible. I think that's probably the right way to say it. Um, you know, I think if as a company, you're able to, to pinpoint areas of growth where you can gain efficiencies, then yeah, for sure. You should definitely be looking at that and don't be necessarily afraid of the price tag that that might incur because if it's a good product and you're doing it for the right reasons, then it's worthwhile to invest. Um, but, you know, I think the gut reaction is that, oh, my goodness, COVID is closing the world. So you just close your accounting and you don't let anything in or out anymore. Like you just barricade it and you can't run your business that way either. Right. So, you know, you evaluate and you see what you can do. But um, if you can see the value in a product or a new process, then, yeah, you should definitely explore it. Yeah, it's been definitely interesting, um, even doing the, these interviews, you know, there's half of the camp is like, okay, we're going to wait to implement chatbots and knowledge centers and everything else until later when all this is over. And then the other half's like, we got to do this now because this now is the time to do it. So it's been very interesting. It's definitely two different camps forming out here. Um, so glad that you're in the camp that says, let's do it. <laughs> have to be in. All right, let me, I mean, oh, go ahead. sorry, Vanessa. Oh, no, it's fine. It, it was just lucky that we had implemented this before everything kind of shut down. So we already had it in place, a system in place. So that was very helpful. And I do think, you know, with COVID, us having this tool has been very helpful because we've been able to use it to kind of frontline, like put, basically 
push that information about COVID to the front. So people are just clicking on it right away in the bot. So it's been a, been a great way for us to get that information to them. Um, even if it, they're still asking more and more questions, we can at least address it right away. So we've been using the bot for that. So that's been helpful. Yeah, your timing was impeccable because you said it was about a year ago and what we've been dealing with this since February. So your timing was good. You implemented it, learned it, used it before everything went crazy. <laughs> All right, let's talk about your contact center. Um, how do you measure success in the contact center? Success in the contact center. Um, you know, I think we've got there are basic metrics and KPIs that everyone kind of looks for is, you know, your average handle time, your talk times, uh, your abandonment rates. You know, I think those are pretty generic that are out there. Um, but for me, what we really want to focus on is just almost one call resolutions. You know, if it gets complicated and it takes 20 minutes to respond to a call, well, then you take 20 minutes to respond to your clients because that's what they need. Um, you don't want to just, you know, shortchange them and, you know, next, next, next. So, you know, I think it's that sort of thing. And of course we do, we do surveys at the end, um, you know, randomly throughout to kind of make it as neutral and generic as possible, um, you know, and, and we're getting good results. So, you know, I would say that, you know, it's kind of where we're, we're kind of focusing on, um, you know, you get the occasional one hour phone call and you're just like, what were you talking about? And they're like, oh, life stories. And you're like, ah, oh, I can help you with that. I'll teach you how to call handle that, but there you go. <laughs> but you know, if you know, that happens every once in a while and you make that client super, super happy and you know, they're loyal to you for a while. So. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. So you, do you really spend sometimes an hour on a call with somebody? I can. Yep. Wow. That's awesome. Yep. You know, after that, you're like, okay, I'm going on my break. <laughs> yeah, that's really good that you take that time and then you really do make your customer feel special because that's that's really awesome. A lot of people don't do that; they'll try to get you off the off the call. <laughs> right, right. So, like, I think one of the good things is that, you know, I we we've seen a a, a tr dynamic shift with our contact centers, where you know, when I first started in the business it was a sales center, right? Every call, you need to convert that into money. Um, but that was before even websites were all that important. So forget chatbots, we didn't have websites. Um, so it's switched a lot now, right? So more people are comfortable working themselves either online, through an app, through the bots. So, you know, agents are now becoming much more of a service-driven kind of enterprise, right? So yeah, for sure. You know, you, you can't have a three minute conversation and hopefully fix everything because it's chances are, you know, they tried to fix it themselves online. Um, you know, most people try to do things before they call someone. So, you know, if that's happening, then that's the way it is. So there you go. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Working from home, huh? <laughs> for those of you guys that are- Working from home. I'm waiting for my cat to jump up, but that yeah. didn't happen. <laughs> those, those listening on the podcast, we um, we are also recording this on a video and we have dogs, cats, people, everything running around right now. Um, my dogs have not barked yet, so thankfully. <laughs> so Vanessa, now that you've dipped your toes in the artificial intelligence world and now you're a chatbot expert, what is your idea about artificial intelligence and how is that going to change the future? 
Let's think um, big. Oh gosh. <laughs> I mean, at this point, I mean, I know there's fears of, you know, it's going to take away, especially like I've heard of, you know, a bot can write for you. Like uh, me as a content person, I'm like, oh, great. Like all the web copy I write, all the everything, like they, a bot's just going to do that for me. But uh, I really think with diving into this, I'm, I'm not so much worried about that. I, I'm kind of glad we've got technology that can help us in this way because it's never going to fully be the, be a person. It can never have that person to person feel uh, that like you know we get right now um, but it can at least provide a, a more human interaction with somebody while still being a machine um, and so I think that I've learned you know for the most part that it's it's a helpful tool it's never gonna fully replace us at least not yet but we can build it up to be something that's more of a a tool that will always be there to assist us so we can do our jobs better. Um, like I said, it data with it, learning what people are ask, asking day to day, it's just been very helpful. So having that kind of um, tool for us is, is really what I've been learning the most about is that it's just a great way to understand people a little bit more and how they're gonna work with something that is a machine versus a real person. Yeah. Yeah. That's really cool. I like, I like your, your take on it. So I have a question for David. This is going to be, this is actually our last question. What is your number one advice that you have for contact centers and sale and, and customer service centers? What's the number one advice that put a gun to your head? One advice. What would you give them? Innovate. <laughs> Innovate. Okay. I know I, I pulled out the big word. I love but... it. So expand on that. Innovate. Yeah. Innovate. Um, try to always make sure you're developing your 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 practices. Um, you know, as I said earlier, like when I first started, we did things in a very certain way, and there's still a lot of people out there who want to continue to do what they know and are comfortable with. So, but the world doesn't wait, and it's evolving all the time, right? Um, for the longest time, I hated the concept of being a remote worker and I didn't want any of my staff to ever be a remote worker. And now here I am in my own apartment, having people walk in on me because I'm a remote worker. <laughs> um, but we have to, you have to get used to that. You need to develop and see what else is out there that can help you, um, to really kind of maximize those interactions that you're having with your, with your, your customers. Um, whether it's to make it an easy sale or to answer those easy questions or complex questions. Um, you know, I, the whole world, you know, when you're shopping now, you're using the internet. So your, your, your marketplace is now the world, right? So you need to really step up your game in order to make sure that you're still relevant to your customer base. Um, so innovate. Don't be afraid. See what's out there. See how you can integrate it and good luck. Love it, love it. Yeah. yeah, that's really the the name, the word of the year, I feel like. We used to say it all the time, right? Then it kind of went away, but this year it's like everybody has to innovate. Um, Vanessa, do you have anything to add to that? Any kind of advice that you have for customer service departments? I mean, other than innovate, which is a good one. Um, <laughs> I think the biggest thing is again, like I've said, I've learned so much with this bot is, is analyzing, um, taking what you're seeing every day and just building on it to make that better product to, again, 
you know, develop your website or any other kind of communications you have going on, um, it's incredibly helpful to look at that data and see what's happening and then using it to build and, and innovate as David said. So like we can use everything this bot is providing us on a day-to-day -day basis and just improve from there and do better. So I'd say that's just take the time to analyze. A lot of people just, you know, they'll fill the bot out, let it just do its thing and not do anything with it. I am in there every, every other day, changing things, updating things based on what I see. So taking the time to analyze and read through conversations is, is very important to see what your, what your customers are wanting and asking. Yeah, so true. Because then you can only optimize after you really analyze, see what's working, what's not, and then making it better and being innovative. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you so much, Vanessa and David, for being here. I really appreciate your time. You're yeah, welcome. Thanks so much for tuning in. This podcast was brought to you by Inventa. Inventa Symbolic AI implements natural language processing that requires no training data with Inventa's extensive lexicon and patented algorithms. Check out this robust customer interaction platform for your AI needs, from chatbots to search to knowledge centers and messenger platforms. Just go to our website to request a demo at inventa.com. That's I-N-B-E-N-T-A dot com. And if you liked what you heard today, please be sure to subscribe to this podcast and leave us a review. Thank you.